Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. For this episode, I'm interviewing Jeremy Klein. Jeremy is the host of Change Work Life, a podcast that is all about beating the Sunday evening blues and enjoying Mondays again. Welcome, Jeremy. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Christina. Well, before we get into, I I love this topic, organization hacks and not reinventing the wheel. But before we do that, can you share a little bit about your background with the listeners? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm I'm kind of in the middle of well, I'm in the middle of a career transition. So I have a, a bit of a double life at the moment. Um, professionally, I am a lawyer. Um, I've been a lawyer for actually I started my training nearly twenty years ago, um, and my specialism is I suppose you'd call it traditional private clients. So it's estate planning, personal tax, succession, that kind of thing. Um, and I've been doing that for, as I say, nigh on 20 years. Um, and a few years ago, I had a realization that I didn't really want to be doing it for the rest of my professional life. And I've been exploring ways of transitioning out of it. So the position I'm in at the moment is that I do the um, the law uh, a few days a week, three days a week, and the other two days a week, I decided, well, what's a good way of exploring a subject? Start a podcast on it. <laughs> so I have a podcast. Um, it is called Change Work Life. And it's essentially, it's for people in my position. Um, it's all about career change. Um, I interview people who have been through career changes. I also interview coaches about the things to think about when you're changing career. Um, I had a, a very good guest in episode 74. Um, she was a former FBI violent crime analyst um, turned a leadership coach and speaker. Um, I'd urge everyone to check out that that episode. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what I do. I'm in this sort of weird sort of um, hybrid position at the moment. Well, I love how you're taking that transition and really sharing it with others as a learning experience for everyone. Yeah, yeah, and I'm 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 learning an absolute ton. I'm meeting some absolutely amazing people. Um, I refer you back to episode seventy-four, and um, <laughs> yeah, it's and it's a lot of fun in the process. I've discovered that I I really enjoy interviewing people, being interviewed, talking to people in this medium online. We're doing everything online at the moment because we're still in the COVID crisis at the time of recording. And um, yeah, just connecting with people all around the world. Yeah. It is amazing how it opens up the world, right? <laughs> so now um, you, it's, from your background, you, you've got to be organized with all the stuff that you've been doing. <laughs> so you have some organization hacks for us how to, so we can uh, not have to reinvent the wheel. What, what do you have for us? Yeah. So it's, I call this kind of my three top tips to avoid reinventing the wheel. And it's things either that I've learned from uh, other podcasts or books or that kind of thing, or that I've just developed and applied through my own practice, both as a lawyer and as a podcaster. Um, and these are really things to help you out when you are doing tasks which are 
um, they're kind of repetitive or they have similar elements to them or they have a similar structure. Um, and they're really hacks to stop you just basically starting from square one every time you come across these these particular types of tasks. So they're, they're things which kind of you've already done some of the thinking and you've already done some of the preparation. So you don't spend quite so long doing these particular jobs. Any way we can help, you know, get our productivity so we can have more free time to do what we want, right? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So the the first one I've, I have is templates. So this is just having a a skeleton of something, a background, a structure of something that you do time and time again. So let me give you a, a good example. Um, on my own podcast, I put show notes on my website and the show notes always follow a similar form. So they will have a brief summary. They'll have a description of the guest. They'll have uh, the guest's bio. They'll have some key points, uh, resources that we've talked about, that sort of thing. Um, and rather than having to remember all the time what goes in, um, and even to avoid just cutting and paste previous ones, which is an option, I found that it's been more efficient for me to take the time to set out the template. And it's, it's very easy. I've just got it in a, a Google Doc. But setting out the template, which I can then use, so I can easily then when I'm doing these, just slot things into place and, hey, presto, there's my notes. Um, I have I use a similar process um, when I'm doing my um in my professional work, one of the things that um, is one of the things I'm really keen to avoid law is that people expect you to um, to bill for your time, which, um, as any lawyer will tell you, is one of the most miserable parts of the job. Um, <laughs> but when it comes to sending out the emails to your clients saying, so we're up to billing season, I'm planning on billing you this amount, you know, you've got to go through every quarter, 30, 40, 50 clients. And I've found that it's just simplest to have a a standard email where you can just fill in the blanks. And fortunately, I'm in a position where I've got an assistant, um, so I can literally just print out a load of these uh, a load of these blanks and fill in the details, and then she can do it all for me. So it saves me a ton of time. And as the example with my assistant shows, it also means that should you come to a point where these are tasks which you can delegate, it makes the whole delegation process much easier because you can give whoever you're delegating the work to a template so that oh, they yeah. can use. I like that. And, and it also gives, uh, not only it speeds things up for you, but it gives other people a sense of uh, consistency for you know what, what for when they're going to say, look at the podcast notes, I want to look at this area here. I, I know exactly where that is every episode. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, copying and pasting a previous one that you've done is definitely an option. But um, I've just found that you, you end up scrabbling for things. So you know, let's say I'm, I'm doing a, a note of advice at work and that will include, it will follow a certain structure and it will include certain things, um, you know, like disclaimers and, and that sort of thing. Um, and so again, rather than thinking, oh, what was the last note of advice I did? Or I haven't done one for a couple of months. Who was it? I need to go back and find it. I just know I've got my templates folder. It's there. I can bring it up and off I go. 
Yeah. Oh, so, and that's another um, another idea there that I hear is making sure that you have a file structure that's very easily accessible and you know where things are. Oh yes, yeah. That's that's extremely <laughs> valuable. That's that's a bonus fourth one. So yeah, that's a good. Uh, one. There you go. <laughs> cool. So templates. What else do we need? So the second one is I call it batch processing, which is rather than doing this job kind of as and when you have time, maybe fitting it in between things, getting distracted with things, you set aside a time and you bash through it, particularly where you've got multiple of these sorts of jobs. So just this morning, I was creating audiograms for my next set of episodes. These are the the little videos that people use to promote uh, podcast episodes on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, yeah. wherever. And there's a process to follow. You, you, you kind of get into the flow the more you do it. So the first one might take you however long it takes. The next one, um, well, it takes you a little bit less time because you're more familiar with the flow. You're, you're getting into the job. The next one you can do in even less time. Um, similar when I'm doing my, um, my, my posting the, of the show notes on the episodes of, on the, on the website. It's, um, it's much more efficient for me if I post three or four different episodes all at the same time, rather than doing piecemeal on a weekly basis. Um, and again, when I was talking about sending the, the emails about how much I'm going to bill people, it's a really tedious process. Um, it's really, it, it can be quite time consuming, but I find if I set aside a couple of hours and I don't look at my emails, I try and avoid the phone um, mm -hmm. unless it's someone urgent that I can see. Um, and I just, you know, head down and get through it. And I, I definitely find that the total time it takes me to do the task is quicker when I can do it all in one go rather than, you know, doing it and then dropping it and turning on to something else and then doing it and again and going back to it. So yeah, just, just spending that time to, to do it all and doing the repeat jobs in one go, it, it just, it gets you in the flow and it saves you time. Oh yeah. Well, and I can see so much application for this as well for, uh, like for example, um, in home life, right? So, um, you, so let's say you want to eat healthier during the week. So do some batch processing on making your lunch on a Sunday afternoon for the week, <laughs> Right. Abs absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. So many applications for this. And I also hear a little bit of neuroscience behind that. So when our brain is attempting to quote unquote multitask, which it really does, and it just switches back and forth, we're actually using up a lot more energy uh, than if we were to single focus on that batch that we have decided. So lots of stuff in that. <laughs> oh yeah, and and that is completely true. Um, I mean, that was something that I, I learned a while ago. How the brain doesn't multitask. I mean, okay, yes, you can eat and chew gum. That's that's a bit different. That's mechanical, but <laughs> conscious. We can't yeah. consciously multitask. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The idea that you can do something and then someone's talking to you and then you're doing something else. Yeah. What, what you, what you are in fact doing is dividing your attention, switching it yeah. very quickly between the, the two jobs. And it just takes you a while to get back up to speed with whatever you were doing before you were interrupted. Yeah. Well, and you're more tired after you're doing it. So a lot of stuff there. Oh, wow. Okay. So we need to use templates. Um, 
if for whatever we can use them for, that will help save time and actually save them as templates and know where they're saved. <laughs> I've had that issue before. That's why I mention it. And then uh, batch processing. So actually scheduling time, avoiding distractions and working on multiple things of the same theme or genre or whatever um, at that time. What, what else have you got for us? My third one is something which I am getting better at, but I can definitely improve. And that is using written standard operating procedures. So actually taking the trouble to write down the, the steps that you go through. So when it comes to doing everything that's involved with posting my episodes, so uploading the audio to the provider, setting up the new web page, there's a whole list of things. Um, and I kind of know what I'm doing. And as yet, I haven't written all that down. And just occasionally, I get a brain freeze. I'm doing something and I forget what it was, or I get a distraction. You know, the phone goes and, and you kind of forget where you are. Um, so when I started doing the process of preparing audiograms to publicize my podcast, I decided then that I would actually write down what I was doing. So I would write down each step. And the time it has saved me, or rather the mental energy it has saved me, whenever I think, oh, now what is it I do next? Or, you know, things like, oh, what size font was it I used for the text on this audiogram? You know, that kind of thing. What was the website where I do something fancy with my transcripts so they all fit? <laughs> um, it's, it's all in a document. I don't need to remember it. There was a quote, and I can't remember for the life of me who it's from, but it's it's something along the lines of, you should treat your brain as a factory, not as a warehouse. So in other words, <laughs> it, like should be, it should be creative um, rather than as a, a store of things, you know, keep the storage somewhere else on a, on a note or whatever it is. Um, so, yeah. And again, it comes back to the point about delegation. If this is something where in due course, I want to delegate that task to someone else, you know, maybe I get a virtual assistant to help me out. I, I don't just have to remember the process and talk them through it. I've actually got a document which I can use and I can say, here you go. Here is your checklist. This is how you do it. Okay. I'll show you it. We'll share screens and so you can see what it actually looks like. But you know, you'll probably forget about it next week because that's what we do. Um, here is the document which will actually remind you of the steps. So from that perspective, as well as helping me, it, it will help me in the future when I come to delegate out these sorts of tasks. Oh, I like that one too. I So I've always thought of you know, doing SOPs, like um, anytime someone else is going to come through and do the work, but I never thought about doing it for myself. And now I'm thinking of, you know, that energy that it takes to figure things out, especially when you're, it's not rote memory or you're having, for lack of a better term, a brain fart right? <laughs> to go in and, and, uh, I, I had never thought about doing that for myself. So I like that. I mean, we could even do it for, again, that can apply to home life stuff, you know, to uh, delegate stuff to kids for chores or partners or spouses or, or assistants. If you can get one, you know, for your personal life, <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you cook, if it's not something that you haven't cooked 10 times before, chances are you've got a recipe and you exactly. follow a recipe that and it gives you the ingredients sense. and it gives you the, the, the list of steps and you don't have to commit it to memory. You don't have to remember, oh, it was 
700 grams of flour or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, that, it's effectively what you're doing. You're kind of writing your own cookbook of your own processes. Oh, I love that idea. I mean, I, it's funny how you just, you just, it's something that you normally do in one area of your life and you don't even think about applying it to another area. <laughs> so thank you. Uh, the other thing on that too reminds me of, which I haven't read the book, but I've heard about it. Um, have you heard of Checklist Manifesto? No, I've not heard of that one. Um, I have it in my queue to read, but um, I have heard it, many years ago, someone told me about the importance of checklists uh, and how they actually, it goes behind the science of it. Um, and the person, of course, this is a uh, third person who told me this, right? I'm going to get the book and read it, I swear. But um, that the science behind it, they were finding, especially like surgeons, or medical prep folks were making a lot of mistakes, but when they started doing those checklists, and so it, it, there's a whole bunch of science behind it, and it, it shares the research, but the, the mistakes went down like a certain percentage uh, that it, it really made, it, I mean, literally saved lives, <laughs> these checklists. So it's it just neat to apply it to other different uh, different parts of our lives. I can absolutely believe that. And and it kind of yeah. also ties in. I mean, the, the great thing about these is that you can use them in any combination. Um, but it's interesting you mentioned the, the, the medical one, because I remember reading a, a story a while ago about, I think it was doctors in India who literally specialize on just the one procedure. And they might do 50 of this one procedure in the same day or the same week, you know, literally they're, they're rattling through it. And because they are batch processing it and because they're following a, a checklist, um, a, a standard operating procedure, their, their success rates are just that much higher. Yeah. That might actually be the study that's mentioned in the book. We'll have to follow up with each other after this uh, and maybe read the book. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Cool. Yeah. So what, um, so you are transitioning, what products or services do you want our listeners to do, know about right now? I would love people to, um, check out the podcast. Um, as I mentioned, it's called, uh, change work life. And so you can find it at changeworklife.com. And the podcast is, it's specifically for you. If you're, let's say you're, Midlife, 30s, 40s, maybe early 50s, you're a professional, you're quite senior. Um, maybe if you're in a professional practice, so a lawyer or an accountant or an architect or whatever, you're possibly you know, junior partnership or that's not very far away. You've developed a reputation. You're actually pretty good at what you do. You've worked pretty hard to get where you're at. Your prospects are good. Um, you're pretty well paid. Externally, everything is going for you, but you're just not fulfilled. You're not satisfied. And the prospect of doing this for another 20 or 30 years, it's just not exciting. It, it doesn't appeal to you. Um, you want to change, but you've got lots of fears around it. You've got lots of questions. So it might be things like, well, what would I change to? I mean, what else could I do? I just have no idea. Or, well, yeah, but I've got commitments. I've got family. I've got mortgage payments. I've got car payments. I mean, can I afford to change career to something which might be less well-paid or that might involve me going through some kind of training or requalifying? Um, I've been doing this for 15 to 20 years. I mean, isn't it going to be a waste if I then leave all that behind and go on to do something different? Um, 
what you know, maybe people think about their their identity. I mean, if someone asks you what you do, you don't usually say, "I do this." You say, "I am. I am a lawyer. I am a doctor. Whatever it might be, rather than I do law or I do medicine." So you know, changing career and it, it really can fundamentally affect your identity as well. And so, yeah, that that really is who my podcast is for. Um, and I'm exploring the subject with people who have been through career changes themselves um, and also with coaches. Um, some of the coaches, we talk about some of the more, if you like, the strategic matters. So it could be things like interview skills, how you write the perfect resume, uh, how you go about getting a promotion at work, how you have difficult conversations. Um, I've actually got an episode uh, which will probably be released around about the same time, I think, as this one comes out, which is all about um, productivity as well. So we, we talk about that in, in more detail. Um, some other health, nutrition, sleep, generally looking after your mental health. But the, mo- the main focus of it is this sort of big picture thing, this kind of, I'm dissatisfied with what I'm doing. How do I go about changing it? Because I think that resonates with a lot of people. Oh yeah, I bet it does. Uh, even if they don't want to change careers, I'm sure you know something in there will resonate with them. Wow, love it! Lots of words of wisdom. What's your final piece of advice for our listeners? Well, I guess it comes back to what I've been saying about changing careers, and the the past, you know, call it twelve months, have just highlighted the. The fragility of many of our situations. Um, many people have been forced to work from home, either permanently or certainly on a long-term basis. I mean, speaking for myself, I've stepped foot in the office I think once in the past twelve months. Um, people have been made redundant, not because they are bad employees, they could be employee of the month, but just their business has been so badly affected by the pandemic and what's been going on. Uh, People have been spending more time at home. People have had more time to do things they enjoy. There's, There's never been a better opportunity to start thinking about careers and thinking about, well, you know, what what am I doing this for? Um, am I really just marking time to retirement? Well, heck, I mean, some people aren't making it to retirement because of this disease. Um, what happens if it gets me or, you know, there's, there's the next pandemic, um, which proves to be you know, even more deadly or dangerous. And this is all very sort of morose and a little bit, um, a little bit down, but it's, you know, Life is short. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of the reasons I started the podcast, um, that, you know, I, I, I had relatives who, you know, were marking time to retirement and they didn't get that far. So for me, the, the, the COVID pandemic has been a real wake up call. Um, so if, if you're in that position where you're kind of thinking, oh yeah, you know what, I need to make a change. It's a brilliant time to do so. There's a ton of resources out there. There's my podcast and about a million other resources. It's it's a great time to start thinking about this and more particularly taking action. Mm, I love that. Time to prioritize what's important and what makes you happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for joining us today, Jeremy. It's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Christina. 
If you'd like to learn more about Jeremy, visit his website at changeworklife.com. Is it possible to have fun while developing yourself? Take a look at Christina's latest book, Life is an Escape Room, to see how the lessons learned through escape rooms apply to achieving more in life. Visit lifeisanescaperoom.com for more information.